Hi, and welcome to the eighth episode of Keen Minds, where we cover Dr. Adrian Shaw, The Conclusion. I am Jen, a.k.a. Takata Saigo. And I am Tessa. And we are covering uh, our usual character development and parallels today for the fall finale, which was, in my opinion, I, and I know I've said this already once this season, which just speaks for how fantastic this season has been. But this has been one of my favorite episodes. It was very, very good. I, I, I would hesitate to call it my favorite episode of the season, but this season in the you know it's like all the season they've been I've been trying to compile a list of my favorite ten episodes, and it's very hard. There's a lot of them from the season. <laughs> it's I. Before I was pretty well balanced between you know some of my favorite episodes over the over the three seasons. We got to season four, and they've just been one after another after another that have just been top notch. All of it. Well, I I think the writers have hit a, you know a sweet spot where they know their characters, the actors know their characters. Um, it's becoming easier for the production team to basically do a movie a week, which is what we are getting a one hour movie a week. They're they're terrific. They're I mean, and the lines are just like flying and shining, and there is so many great lines in that episode. Oh, oh, they've been wonderful. And uh, I, I saw someone over on Twitter talking about um, I, I'm blanking on his Daniel Daniel Cerrone. Is that how you say it? Mm -hmm. uh, he was I the writer. Uh, he was the writer for this one, talking about uh, Emmy for Spader on this one, and Spader really was James. James always brings his A game. I mean, that's just every every episode but but this was, was this was this was a hard episode oh. um it, it's it was it was just terrific i i can't i i i'm in awe of of the way they lay all these things and everybody complains about all these drop things and before you know it without you even noticing it's like a magic trick uh, you know, like they keep having these magic things. And you're looking at something here. Meanwhile, the other hand is just collecting all these little loose ends. And suddenly, you, there you are. You're looking at it. And it has these parallels and themes and images and symbols. And you didn't even notice that that thing just came in front of your screen. It's unbelievable. Well, I've had several people recently try to get a hold of me and tell me how horrible the writing's been. I said, you're just going to need to be patient. There have been so many things that have been, th that have caught up with it now. I said, so instead of griping and assuming that the writers are terrible and then continuing to stay with the show and gripe and talk about how terrible the writers are, why don't you just sit back, do like Megan said in her interview and enjoy the ride and I think we're going to see some really fun things coming around and they're tying up the loose ends. You've just got to give them time. They're... These are not yeah. writers that are going to tie up all the loose ends at the end of every season. That's just it's not. not it doesn't function because it's not meant to be. The the blacklist really is a mini series. Only we don't know how long that series is, but it's not meant to be a show going on and on and on and on and on like General Hospital or Chicago Med. Shivers. <laughs> Yes, we are not making this into a soap opera. This is not a soap opera. And thankfully, mm -hmm. the writers are well aware of that. The production team is well aware of that. And massive kudos to them. They are they are bringing it. And I don't care what 
anti-say online. <laughs> yeah. Should we should we go first before delving into Liz and Tom? Should we talk about um, the other characters that have some, um, maybe this episode not so an important role, but they still get scenes worth talking about? Absolutely. Uh, let's, uh, Aram didn't really have a great deal in here. Uh, Samar and, and Wrestler had their, their team moments, and I felt mm -hmm. horrible for them going and knocking on doors. <laughs> Every door. Uh, one of the interesting moments I thought during the interrogation of the uh, fake doctor that they arrested, or fake mm -hmm. something from, from the hospital, mm -hmm. um, there was this interesting little nod that Samar did. Uh, you have Wrestler, you know, digging at him with the knife, and telling him that he's in a place that doesn't exist, he doesn't have any rights, and, and going all bad cop on him. And the guy's screaming that he doesn't know. Rustler says he doesn't mm -hmm. believe him. And then you see this little nod from Samar. Like, she's his sitting sitting lie detector there. And I loved that dynamic. The, 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 that's yeah. the, and they've gotten to a point of trust like that. I mean, you don't see yes. them discussing it. It's just the way they're working. And I love that they're trusting each other that much now. We, the, I thought there were very interesting parallels in that in that little scene, and, and I thought that they both shine in it. I mean, Samar was just awesome uh, because usually she's the one doing the the uh, the badass torture, but this time she was just the lie detector and she was just gauging. And I think that her instincts are impeccable, like actually as they are wrestlers, and. I thought about that scene when Mira in uh, 102 is uh, torturing the freelancer. Yes. And, you know, wrestler tries, but he's an FBI, and Mira says, you know, he's FBI, MCIA. You know the difference, right? Uh, it's like, you're going to get, this is going to get much nastier now. And I thought it was a very interesting parallel from that first scene, the second episode of season one, to this wrestler, which has shown this, you know, this very interesting way of showing us that wrestler has had an enormous amount of character development he's now willing to do things and say things that are not in the law and he understands he has to do them i i thought it was terrific as a as a little parallel there and he also has another little scenes of those at in 122 when he's when he has the guy who murders mira and he shots off the the camera and he basically beat the heck out of the guy we also had the, the bit when he was chasing down mako tamita with the guy on on the gurney yes when he just yes him. he was he was in a very 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 dark place there he was and, and i i like how they've progressed that we've always seen that ability there to go there but this was much more controlled now this was yeah this is not about the anger moving him or the emotions where he's not really doing it out of a conscious decision he's just in an angry or scared place and he's reacting that way mm -hmm. this is him finally acknowledging that i am in a covert unit and the things we do here may not always pass muster with the law yes but i'm okay with it yes it's definite growth for wrestler very proud of yeah. you for that i love i love wrestler and i love samar in this episode um i think that that it was you know that frustration like we're not gonna get anywhere like this we gotta think 
and and uh, both have been very much at the top of their investigative game in 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 the last few few episodes. Oh, absolutely, and it shows why they are a top notch specialized team. That they yep. are the top of their fields, and they they show that very well in each episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and Cooper had a, a, an interesting, uh, a, a very small but very interesting moment too. I just that poor guy with his black eye. <laughs> he thought yep. he had that in the bag, and then the guy came up behind him. I just yep. And but that conversation with Red was was an interesting thing. Um, I I I keep thinking between going back and that conversation we never saw. The Blacklist does this a lot. They show you a conversation, they jump to another scene. And then you go back to the original conversation and the instinct is to think, oh, they're just jumping right back where they left this conversation. But you know that's not the case. You know, you missed a chunk in there. No, and something was said. In exactly. So something has, has gone on in there that you're not aware of. And that is a favorite trick of the blacklist, which I adore. Um, so I know I don't know if Cooper really was thinking that Kirk was her father or if Cooper has an inkling or even knowledge that Liz is Red's daughter. What do you think? I I mean, I, I don't think he would know. I don't think that Red has let that slip to many people. I think that Kate knows. Dimbe knows. But I don't think he... I, I think this is one of the most dangerous pieces of information that he has in his in his head. <laughs> And in, in his arsenal of all the secrets that Raymond Reddington keeps, the one that Elizabeth Keene is his daughter is the one that is closest to him. And so, um... You may be right. You may be right. I may be reading way too much. Yeah. Um, um, I, that, I, that I, was... really, I really feel like that's something that he will not and would not share... I mean, it, and and I want to get into that a little bit more when we get down to Liz and Red mm -hmm. and the, the discussion about that. But they're just the fact that it was he was so far gone in the torture session, and we we've already seen in season one we saw that he's very good at resisting torture. You know, I mean this this man's this, he's not yeah. That's why they took him to the factory because that's the yeah. place where they take people who have been trained to resist torture. Well, I mean, well, okay, so a couple times he's he's been, mm -hmm. you know put through the ringer on that but that's just what we've seen i mean raymond reddington's not new to to being uh <laughs> he even says and, and, i know about torturing yeah. in order to torture people to hurt people you get a you get a tailor um i gotta oh my god the quote is not coming the uh, you get a tailor specifically to each individual there is no one fits all when you we're talking about torture Let's go and listen, Tom. All right. Oh, gosh. So, <laughs> it's I actually just gift this set. Um, this obviously it's Friday night that we record this this podcast, and so anybody on my Tumblr has seen the a few gift sets go up this afternoon. Um, but <laughs> I loved when she's getting. And this I, maybe I'm a little twisted for loving this. I don't know, but when she's getting dragged out of the hospital. And poor guys. Getting... You are. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for that, Tessa. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just you gotta face it. That was weird. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I love it, it too. <laughs> anyway, 
Okay, we're both twisted. We'll just own this and move on. That's it. That's it. Sometimes you just gotta accept who you are. Ah, and, you know, and, love who you are. Be real to yourself. <laughs> I love the weird stuff. But when, when he's being beat to hell on the floor and she's getting dragged out the front door because this man is obsessed with the idea he's her biological father and she's going to save his life. I mean, at that point, Kirk's gone into crazy, crazy town. Mm-hmm. Um, and them screaming, you know, Tom and Liz back and forth. It just, I'm not going to lie. And I know I'm not the only keen squared shipper that found that endearing because, and I made a comment on Tumblr today. I said that... As much as I loved Teacher Tom, scenes like that show so much how if Tom had not been more than we originally thought, he would either be dead or would not be together with her at this point. Yeah, absolutely. He he would have run for the hills because he never would have survived this. And so he he had to be able to keep up with her. And they've done an excellent job, in my opinion, of doing that. So, yeah. but I I loved that that Tom and Liz back and forth, and then turn around in the ambulance and Tom better not be dead. He better not be dead. <laughs> Just to the point that Kirk issued the order: do not hurt Tom Keen. I mean, he was a little terrified of <laughs> the very. Well, I think wife. that he learned the 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 lesson. Um, I I thought it was interesting also because they recorded this fun thing. I don't know if you remember. It was like a little thing, and it was like Tom, Liz, Tom, Liz. And they were, you know, they were having fun, and this was kind of a take on that. And and I, the blacklist has this does this a lot. Take something that should be kind of, you know, serious, and he they just lighten it up. Either they put like this a beat music for funerals and torture scenes, and. You know, oh my gosh, whatever. that's what it is. I, I knew it was familiar, and I knew that there was something about it. I, That's what it is. <laughs> it was yeah, that was, little, that Twitter video that they did. Yeah, like, Tom, this, Tom. It was hilarious. And that was, uh, and that was uh, I think that that was a, a, a nod to that. It, it was, uh, it, it worked. It was just great. Okay, so okay. That, that, that scene was just, I, I loved it. It was great. And then Liz is like, you better Tom not be dead. And I thought that the Kirk was, I, I, I was actually endeared by Kirk saying, don't hurt him. Um, because I, at that moment, I had not been believing him that he wanted a family. And then that was the first time that actually I believed him. That it was a family. I've been thinking, well, maybe this guy is like KGB and he was trained and he's manipulating things. And at that moment, I realized, you know what? Maybe this guy was duped. Maybe he was used. He was being used by Katerina as a cover. And he swallowed the hook, the rail, the fisherman, the whole thing. Yeah. He just did the whole thing. Even parts of the pier, um, <laughs> and I felt like this this Katerina must be some woman to to really be um, so magnificent that this man is still utterly in love with her, uh, and and would not dare to even think of all the bad things about Katerina. It's just the woman he loved. But you can also see in that why Red hated Tom so viciously at the beginning. Because all he saw was Katarina. All he, I mean, it, it's so clear now that all he saw was Katarina 
fooling him, fooling Kirk, fooling everybody. And I think that he saw a lot of that, and he was afraid that it wasn't real for Tom. Yeah, I think that that he has a quote. He says, "I know what it is to be attra- to be um, attracted or to be drawn, drawn, drawn to, to uh, a part of yourself you're afraid of, but think of your life the way it was before." And I think that that is exactly what it is. Tom was Katerina for him, and it it took a long time to figure it out that he is not. I agree. That's um, so. <laughs> this this popped up online, and it it struck a nerve with me. Not that that ever happens, <laughs> but um, so you have Tom Keen who shows up at the door. I, I love that. Where's Tom? Has anybody seen Tom? And he's just all all the man wanted was a cup of coffee. It's <laughs> Mm-hmm. Most of us can can attest to you want a cup of coffee, you've had a very long day, that's all you want. Just give me my cup of coffee. Tries to go back in and suddenly he's shut out because of protocol. And he realizes something isn't right. He gets blown up. Then he gets into a fist fight with the guy. Guy tries to strangle him, shoots the guy in the head, takes his gun, chases after, gets shot at, chases after him. Shooting, you know, trying to save Liz. Oh, wait, 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 wait. No, gets after, hijacks a car, oh, no, I was apologizes. Getting yeah, oh. that, that's the next part. Hijacks oh, oh, the oh, car, okay. apologize. Yeah, <laughs> apologizes for hijacking the car. <laughs> a parallel to Red. Yeah. yeah did Red ever apologize for hijacking your car? No, but he apologized for uh, getting hijacking the diner and taking yeah. them all yeah, prisoners. Yeah, he does. He does tend to do that. Um mm-hmm chases them down in a you know epic car chase that was awesome and then causes them to to crash into a car gets into another gunfight runs out of bullets i and the best i can gather at that point is that he probably thought the guy was going to come around and didn't know which side he was going to come around and so instead of trying to go around the wrong side he was going to slip under while the guy went around and 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 take his legs out yeah and the guy realized what he was doing and suddenly he's more than it's not that he's just cornered he's cornered and then something also was on top of him it was just a horrible situation he was you know yeah i i also think that 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 something fundamental has changed in tom and is that um and i i lament that deleted scene between uh, Tom and Red, um, because that is to me a pivotal scene in understanding why Ren can do the things he does and why he tells Tom he cannot do them anymore because he has Agnes. And here is Tom that Liz has just been taken. He has no idea if Liz will be okay, if Liz will be back, or if Liz will be dead. But what he does know is that He's then the only parent Agnes has. Red, who I, I think at this point he may be suspecting that Red is, is a uh, is the grandfather. But you know the task force is chasing after this dangerous guys as well. He has no idea if Agnes has anybody left in the world, yeah. and his first priority has to be Agnes. Yeah. So I don't think that that being afraid is something that Tom King was ever used to do 
No, I don't think he was. And and I think that his in, his his spy instincts uh so funny when we were watching it when when the guys when he turned around and went you're going to let these guys in. The roomie watched him, you know, watching those guys and the funny face he made. She goes his spy tense spy senses are tingling. And mm-hmm. you know, it's I I think he went into spy mode. And you know, he he fought his way out, he fought his way there, and then once he was cornered, he realized exactly what the stakes were you know he came out of the the tunnel vision that he had but the issue i had was people online saying that that made him a coward that he was you know had been you know emasculated because of that that he's just you know uh liz's little husband and i'm just going did you just miss the like 10 minutes of epic fighting that he's been doing and, you know, chasing after them and, and trying... This man is not I th- a coward. I think, that, I think that they forget. First, he had no gun. Uh, he was totally a number. And he has Agnes. He's, the stakes for him have fundamentally changed. And, I, you know, if, if you can get here the, 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 the clip of... The sound clip of, of that conversation, it would be awesome. I didn't get me, it. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's why I think that... that you know, deleting that scene completely changed the fundamentals of the relationship of Tom and and of Red because that highlighted when you have somebody to go back to, when you are the only parent your daughter has, you cannot do whatever it was because you have to go back home at the end of the day. I don't have to do that. I don't have, if I don't go back home, if I die, if I get tortured, it doesn't matter. And that's not true for Tom anymore. And I, I think that, that that was a huge disservice um, to to the character of Tom Keen and to the character of Red. Because it gave a lot of understanding of where these two men are coming from. You mean and to, to cut the, that scene? To cut that scene, yes. And, and I think that this scene here where he basically is praying, somebody come save me now. <laughs> it's, it's less about... Uh, him not being able to be say to to fight his own way as he's afraid of that and i love that it was wrestler it was a fun scene i loved it you know it you owe me and he's like i can't believe this you know and 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 this goes to that bromance because we've seen these two characters you know asking favors of one another um helping one another so i think clearly they're past that um but there's still you know that wrestler's going to call that in at the most inopportune moment for Tom and I'm going to love every second of it when he does. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, it's you know Tom prevented him from becoming a murderer from you know throwing his career away. Uh and then and then I think is being a dead that you know even though he didn't acknowledge it at that time, I think he he has to understand he he could have his career would have gone really wrong there and it didn't. So I think that's a that's a, a fun way of doing this, um, and maybe because he spared the other gnome, now he's uh, in a better place. The second gnome. <laughs> <laughs> the, the gnome gods are letting him pass. <laughs> yeah, it's like okay, you're you're the good guy now. Don't go destroying gnomes. Uh, the ghost, ghost, uh, the uh, gnome of Christmas past. <laughs> mm-hmm. Why don't we go into Tom and Dembe? Tom and Dembe. I 
loved it. I don't remember I, who it was. Someone put on Twitter, it's the bromance we didn't realize we needed or something like that. And yes. the thing is, I I am a huge fl- fan of Blacklister 214's fan fiction. Uh, she, she writes a lot of uh, fantastic uh I don't know her fan fiction, but I do know her. um, Yeah, Uh, she's just brilliant. And she has this lovely piece. uh, It's a uh, canon divergent piece in which instead of getting picked up by the major, Red adopts Tom. And Tom and Dembe basically grow up together. And I just, like, oh, it was just wonderful (laughs) watching watching those two work so in sync on the television. Yeah, it was great. I, I, I also found fascinating that this is, you know, Dembe is left here. He has to do this. And, you know, he just tells he might save your life. So it's not like almost like they've talked a little about that. They kind of laid a plan. But here it is. You know, Tom could have said, you know what? I'm not going to do this. My only objective is to save Liz. Um, but he does not. He did all that knowing that Liz was already out of there to save Red, because he knew that once Red came in, he was going to make sure that Liz got out. Well, I mean, he... Red, Red didn't make the comment. He said, you know, that the task force needs to find her. We need to make sure that that uh, she's Kirk safe. Doesn't... Yeah, that, that she's safe. And I think that that was it, is that if Kirk survived, she was always going to be in some sort of danger. Because the man had proven to be entirely unstable by that point. I mean, he was paranoid. He nearly shot his doctor for telling him the truth. And he, I mean, he's sick. He's a very ill individual. And so I think it's finally just pushed him over the edge in this episode. And I think that Red recognized, probably when Constantine got up onto the ledge with Agnes, I think Red realized how... Ill, tortured, he really is. tortured, yeah. ill, and I, I think he, I, I, I saw something in that a few episodes ago where his face, he, it wasn't this. Yeah. You were my enemy. It was it concern. Was, yeah, yeah, it was concern. Like you gotta stop. You gotta stop this madness. Yeah, and, um, and I saw a little bit more of that in here, but I also think that part of it is that he, he knows that unless, like we were talking about, that if the threat is neutralized, now it doesn't necessarily mean death. For this. The thing driving Kirk is his, is his life. For, well, yeah, it's his it, life. It's just... He he need, he wants desperately to survive this, and if he is a dead man walking, anything goes. You know, if you're gonna die yeah. anyway, why it's not? Very die? interesting that when you say that, because in a way, if you know, like one of the reasons people have children is in a way because you're surviving. You know, after you die you have left something of yourself on this earth. And and I think that, that Kirk, who find himself without Katerina, without Liz, he's desperately trying to survive. If he cannot survive physically, because it's, it's, he can't find a cure, then he at least wants to have a child. Yeah, I agree. And um, it just, I, I think that that was a lot of when what went on and we're kind of segueing into tom and red yeah but but that but but let me just say one thing before we go into tom and red 
that scene between the two of them when they get on the car and 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 that was a great scene with Tom, you know, and then Dembe put on his American accent. It was great. Which is really funny because I'm pretty sure that's Hisham's actual accent. <laughs> yes, he he just took off the accent. Yeah. And exactly. you're like, yep, that was so much fun because I've never seen actually uh, Dembe working any undercover. And this was great. It, it was just brilliant. Um, I loved it. So let's go into into um, into Tom and Red. Tom and, and Red. Uh, just that trust being built between them was really good. And that, that's what we were kind of touching on. That that Tom didn't just say, "Okay, yeah, he said we need to do this, but I'm going to do it my way." He trusted Red. He trusted, like Red said a couple episodes ago, "Thank you for trusting the plan." He mm-hmm. trusted the plan. Yes. And so he he trusted Red as as the uh, the chess player and, and the yeah. chess master, and he played the role he needed to play. Well, I think that that the um, you know remember that scene on the plane uh, in Mato? No, in uh, yeah Mato when they're on the plane assessing. You know when we get there, best to do as I say. I think that you know I I know that you thought that you got angry about that. In, in, in relationship to Kate, but I always felt it was very paternalistic towards Tom. And I think that, you know, he wasn't as much being angry, like, you know, you're like a worthless thing because you didn't do as I tell you. He was acting towards Tom like, you know what, you're young and, you know. To be fair, uh, I, I, was, I, I was really angry at right at that point. He's, I, and... I'm not sure there's any one thing that's sort of swung me back around, uh, but but I can't stay mad at Red. <laughs> I just well, I tried. I, I, tried I think really that hard. if that if that Red and Demba scene didn't uh, sway anybody, oh, God. like a knife to the heart. Uh, but anyway, um, Tom and Red. Um, yeah. So the the end scene was interesting uh, because you and I discussed it a little bit before mm-hmm. and. You had made, because when he opens the door, he said, so it worked. And then Red walks in, goes, I'll take that as a thank you, and walks out and goes to hang out with Dembe while while Red and, and Liz are talking. That was an interesting choice, because he, in the previous scenes, he had stayed. When he comes back and take a look at Agnes, Tom stays in the room. This is, I think that his choice of leaving the room and leaving Tom and leaving Red and Liz a moment alone together, to me speaks that the final confirmation that Tom needed to know that Red is Liz's father, he got it. I don't know if he knows for sure, because um, I know you had mentioned to me outside of the podcast that you thought that Red had told him that, and I that, that Red had divulged the secret to Tom and asked him to keep it quiet. Wasn't that you that, that had said that? Um, Am I making that up? No, I've said, I'm not sure that I have said that exactly. I know that somebody else might have. What I've had said is Tom got clues that follow him. And I think that. I must have misunderstood you then. Okay. No, no, no. He's like, he, he got his clues here, 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 and here. I do think that when he asked him not to marry Liz, he may have given him more information that we get. I don't know that necessarily. He would have told him, hey, listen, I'm your, I'm his father, so you know what? I'm her father, so you got to listen to me. But there was, I think that there was a bit more reveal in that scene that we got. 
I I don't think that Red, like I said earlier in the the podcast, I don't believe Red would divulge that. Not at this point. I don't think it's so much that he d- wouldn't trust Tom. It's just that he knows Tom's going to go straight to Liz with that information. And Red plays things close to the vest. He's not going to tell well, Tom. He's not going to tell Liz. He's not going to tell anybody because of whatever uh, the reason is that he's not telling Liz that he's her father. Okay, wait, so wait a minute I, I there. Think that, I think that Tom probably suspects i think he has suspected for a very long time that red is liz's father you see i i i have a a different opinion about that Uh, it's going to sound very weird but if you think about the way red has been with everybody else regarding liz it being a little nonchalant this is not that important with tom even before when tom was a bad guy when tom was working for my enemy when tom was you know everything that i fear could ever happen to liz is happening he still sat next to him in a in a hospital and tell him and told him that is her father will always be there watching her from the shadows so to me that feels that red was telling tom just he cannot say it out loud like this is my daughter but he was pretty much telling tom her father is alive and is watching her uh, you know f- he without saying it i don't he's think saying it. i don't think he would ever directly say it because i think if tom knew 100% that red is liz's dad i think that he there's zero reason why he would keep that he's he's shown too many times that he's willing to go with her go to her with information and even with except Red's if it's just suspicion because by not saying it in a way that confirms it it is just still a suspicion right but right. it's clear enough for tom to even he asked her like is is red your father and that's what i think i think he suspects it i think that if you were to ask him you know he'd be like yeah i'm pretty sure but it's not enough that he yes. would go to Th- her that's th- that's what i mean okay that's great. what i mean cool we, yeah. we agree then yay <laughs> yeah yeah we, i i think that that he has an a, a knowledge but not a confirmation that he can share because he has there nothing except oh red told me this yeah well red says a lot of things but to him and i think that red was making him know without giving him anything that he could confirm yeah, that does make sense. I could definitely see that. And that, Red that's much better stated. Yes. I just misunderstood you before then. Okay. Uh, do we want to dig into uh, quote unquote daddy gate? <laughs> well, we don't have to call daddy, it daddy gate anymore. It's just ain't canon. daddy gate anymore. <laughs> yep. You know, I, I still don't know the origin of that phrase because I came into the, the fandom much later after that got started. But I always kind of got the impression that that was an insult that got started with certain certain groups. And that the, the quote-unquote daddy gators kind of just took it and owned it. And, um... But yep. it's, it's now canon. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's, it's, I mean... And even if... And honestly, if Red had just said it under tons and tons of drugs, I might have gone, okay, that's close, but it's not, I'm not sure, but we did have the writer of the episode confirming it on Twitter as well. So. Well, and and it's like, this is the blacklist. They are never answering everything in a positive, unequivocal way. The blacklist doesn't speak unequivocal. Well, there was a 
wonderful. And I feel like I'm just kind of singing Blacklister's praises tonight because I talked about her fanfic and now I'm talking about her, her little mini meta. And that was awesome. Gosh. So hats at Blacklister 214. She made the very interesting comment about the fact that every time Kirk said, are you her father? Are you her father? Are you her father? Red refused to answer. He was not going to answer. And then he turned around and said, is Elizabeth your daughter? And he said, yes. What do you want me to say? Yes. He would agree to her being his daughter. And what Blacklister said was, in, in general, that she thinks that, that he's done something you know, in the past that he doesn't feel worthy of being her father, but he's always going to love his little girl. So she will always be his daughter, but he does not feel father worthy. Father is something you need to earn a fatherhood while somebody being your daughter is something that happens. Yes. I, I thoroughly agree with that. And it was, mm -hmm. it was a beautiful catch that I did not make at all. And I read I that this morning either. and I went, you're amazing. <laughs> It was, yeah, it was I might have nice. made it later, but no, I mean, she just jumped on there. She did. And she had it. And, and it was also beautifully written and explained. It's like, um, I also feel that, that it, it, it looking when I, when I read that, I was like, oh, going back and hearing and seeing all these clues coming in, in, in here. And it just made perfect sense because there was a, there was an, and an, one of the earlier episodes uh, when Sam is sick, and Red is like, you should be with him. And and Liz is like talking about the case and ignoring him. It's like, do, do you, I mean, is there anything that you would, you want to do? And I read it as Red is terrified that Liz doesn't love Sam, who was there with her. How is she going to love the father that abandoned her? Oh, and, well, and, and you think a... about their first meeting at, at the, the post office when he started talking about, you know, a child won't fix this. And she goes, you don't you cannot lecture me on family. Mm -hmm. You abandoned exactly. yours on Christmas. I mean, those are some of the first words in the time that she remembers meeting him. I mean, hi, dad, don't lecture me. You know, <laughs> I mean, yeah. that's what he's hearing. And so even now, after everything, and you know that he knows that if it were to ever come out, which it will, because it's the blacklist and sooner or later she's going to find out, she is going to be pissed. So angry. You think she will be? Oh. I think that, that Red, you know, gave her the, the hideous fish story. And, you know, basically was telling her in the hideous fish you, I am hideous, and you know, will I be less hideous? You know, if I had your love, will I be less hideous? She misses Basically. that though. She that that's I love Liz. This is not a knock to Liz. It's just an observation that when she's upset with people, very rarely does she take into consideration why they did what they did. She doesn't sit back and go, oh honey, you know, our daughter's been taken and you have a spy background with great deal of training. Of course you checked, you know, went and checked out that feed, even though I asked you not to. No, she goes for the low blows and, you know, takes as hard she's... of a hit as she can because she's angry and she's, she's a narcissist. It's all about her. And yeah, she's gotten better now about 
taking a step back and once she's had time to breathe going okay I have some perspective and here's what you know and that's that's huge growth for her she's made those leaps and bounds recently mm-hmm. so I do think initially if and, and it's going to be it's going to depend on if it comes from from red or if it comes from another source and my guess is it's going to be com- coming from another source because she's asked him directly before are you my father and he said no and granted i think that goes back to him not feeling worthy of being her father but and also having killing sam and promised sam before killing sam that sam will always be her father yes and that was another thing that came back around he... while he was talking to kirk he said yeah, he... She, she lived with you off and on for four years when you were there and after that sam milhone raised her yes and so she and keeps he's reiterating also... that sam is her father well, he, he and I thought that that was a very interesting thing that he was telling Kirk um, that, you know, it. why does it matter to you that she is your biological daughter? She lived with you and on and off, which I thought was a very interesting clue, by the way, uh, which think, means that I think he was probably an absentee father a great deal. He was a businessman in Soviet Russia. He was probably I think it, it meant a lot of different things. <laughs> yeah, well, well, we'll talk about that maybe in a in a wrap up of the season. But um, definitely there was there was a lot of those things in which he was telling him like being a he basically was telling Kirk being a father is more than being biological. I am a biological father, and I don't feel worthy of being her father. And. I'm just going to step out there and say that that's why I think he is worthy of being her father, but I'm biased because as much as I want to hate Red right now because of Kate, I can't. <laughs> well, I, I think that, that Kate, that, that Red is a, is a very, um, a very layered and very oh. troubled character. And yes. until we find out what his end game is, I find that we can't judge what he's doing because we don't know fair. the stakes. Yeah, we don't know the stakes. And also, I was—I wanted to say about Liz. Yes, Liz is a little narcissistic, but Liz also has the character of her grandfather. So it's not just her, the trauma. She's inclined to be to find things out only for herself and believe them when she finds them out. Um, and I think that that when when we, I tend to always go back to that scene. Red was almost like terrified that Liz was not reacting to Sam being sick. And I think because he was seeing and reading uh, Blacklisted 214 piece, I, I felt, yes, this is it. He was feeling that if Liz cannot even love the man who raised her, what is she going to say or do to me? She's never going to love me. I agree. I don't, I, I think that's one of his greatest fears, not I think that he's afraid that he'll lose her, but I think on a greater scale, he's more afraid that she won't accept him. Yeah, when 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 he offered the money and he refused, her. when uh, when he went to beg and and he he t- she told him to get out. Um, it, it, the fact that he wasn't even thinking about that, he was just thinking how to save her tells tells me at least that Red is, I mean, the idea that Liz could love him, it's so foreign still to him. Like, he he would love for it to happen, but he cannot even 
get to the point where he imagines it, that she does. I agree. I agree 100% with you on that. So, but, uh, oh, and wasn't that amazing at the end with, with Agnes and that little moment with, uh, I wish my father could meet her and Reg just holding on to her and goes, he would love that. And I, you know, up until this point, I have, I have joking like on all oh, Grandpa Red and now it really is Grandpa Red. <laughs> it just, like, I mean, I don't know if Spader changed something in that scene or if it was just my own personal perspective. But it was, there was so much warmth coming from it. I mean, he was holding his granddaughter. And I think that when he said it out loud, there was a little something that started fluttering. Like that piece of his heart got a little alive. That's a good way Just, of putting it. Yes. Uh, and I, 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 I want to go back in, in this scene because we're going into this, this family now, which is like it or not, Liz, Tom and Red. And they're, they're, they're a family. And the fact that Tom left to me was huge. Tom well, for, gave... For one, he trusts Red. It's, it's another layer of trust that, and respect that I don't feel like I need to be here to overhear everything and to be in the middle of everything. You guys have your moment. I'm going to take a step out and give you your moment. Yeah. Well, also, no, there was just not just the plan. Red could, the plan could not have worked, but Red was going to save Liz. And I think then for, I keep going back, for Tom, that was its final confirmation. And I think that, you know, I know you think that Tom is going to go with his knowledge. Yes, with facts that he can, that he can, um, back up, but I don't think that he will go to Liz and say, listen, I think Red is your father. I think that that deep inside, even for for a man who grew up with no father, he knows that that conversation, he doesn't belong in that conversation. Right. It's, it's a subconscious understanding that this is this is mm -hmm. a father and daughter having, you know, and, and the fact that Tom has a daughter of his own now. I mean, she's obviously a very small child that he's not having mm -hmm. <laughs> a whole lot of deep conversations with at this point. I mean, you never know. One-sided deep conversations, perhaps. But um, but I, I think that there's probably a little something that he understands that in, that he sees something of that in. Yep. And I, 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 I thought that... And it's funny because I remember thinking the the most growth these this two characters can have is against each other because there's, they start from so far away. And in this moment um, that Red has trusted important things like his life to getting that woman there, I thought it, it, it was an understanding for both you you were talking about Red not getting character development I think that in this in this episode we saw a lot of character development for everybody I actually thought about that as I was watching it I I remember watching mm -hmm. it last mm -hmm. night and going 
Oh, red character development all over the place. Thank you, Red. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I feel like he's had very visible character growth that, because he's been forced to. He's been forced out of his his status quo of sorts. I mean, that, that's not the right phrasing for it, but he's been forced out of his comfort zone. He's not in control. Usually, Red is the one five steps ahead of everybody else. He's controlling the board. He's handling things. And so he's not... While he has to shift and adjust to other people, he's still in control. In in Thursday's episode, well, not Thursday's episode, but but in in many episodes this season with Kirk, Kirk's been ahead, and so he's really had to to adjust in ways that has made him grow and made him, I think, take a look at things inside of himself that he's not been willing to before. Kind of like you were saying that when when he admitted that Liz was his daughter, that it woke something up. I think this whole experience has brought out a lot of emotions that he's he's done very well to bury and, and board up. I think so. I, I also, he's, he's, he had a huge moment with Dembe when he turned around and said, I'm sorry for everything, I'm sorry for Kate. Oh, you know, that is, that is red acknowledging he was wrong and, he and that he does. cost He's yes so he cost does. i mean he has only we have only seen him apologizing to his hallucination of katerina that's the only other character red had i've i've noted that i've, I've written posts like it doesn't red doesn't apologize to admiral richards to anybody only to Demba and to um, and to his uh, his Katerina hallucination. It's He's uh, apologized it's, uh, he was... to Liz before, hasn't he? Uh, in very emotional moments, I think there is one. Uh, you will have to search in my memory for it. I, I um, think that there was at the end of season two when when her memories came up. I I wanted, I thought he apologized when he said I didn't want you. Maybe he just said I didn't want you to be like me. Yeah, well, that was a, that was the first. You know, if you really think about it, there was no way that uh, you know a child that you stopped seeing when they were four years old, you know, it would be like you. That was probably your first thing, and I I still think that the person he had sent the most clues about is is Liz, but the second one is Tom. You would not marry her. Mm-hmm. All these things. Oh, um, I have I have a list. I have a huge meta that I've I've made over the. I, I had a friend uh, that actually ships Lizington, that she's she's not overly active in the fandom anymore. But uh, she sent me an ask one time on Tumblr and said, you know, I know you're a daddy gator. Can you please spell out why you're a oh, daddy gator? That was that was a very good post. That, I love uh, that post. And I've updated it since then because Dom ended up being a huge point for me because Dom and Red remind me so much of Red and Tom. And what I think they could move into over the years. And, um, but anyway, some of the stuff that I, that I commented on, a lot of it was, was how he treats Liz. But to be fair, a lot of the reasons that I, I was on board with Daddy Gate was how Red treated Tom. It was always this, you are not good enough for my daughter. Go away. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I well, know you're in the bar, like, you know, you're not seeing her again. That was not as, a man telling a spy that that was a father telling uh, uh, the the good for nothing boyfriend 
you know, that is in love with a daughter. Like, I don't care if you love her. Go away. Exactly. You are not, not good. good enough for her. You are bad yeah. for her. Go away. And that's, yeah, that's exactly what I saw. And that's, and every time that he talked to Liz about it, every time he talked to Tom about it, it just, that's all I could see. And that's, the way he treated Tom was a lot of the reasons that I, I felt like, mm -hmm. whether it was biological or at least an action, that, that he felt like Liz was his child. And hey, biological apparently. So, yeah. yay! <laughs> it's, it's an interesting thing too that um, Tom chose, because we, we've seen that Tom is a good shot. He's, you know, there was no reason for Tom to miss that uh, shot in that scene to the, the famous uh, gun to the head scene. Why would he miss Red? He did uh, for he, Liz. It's... He did that for Liz. I, I think yes. that he, he thought it was very possible at that point that Red was her father. I don't think, I mean, I think he suspected that for a very long time at this point. And, and I think that he knew that she cared about him and he did it for her. I, exactly. you know, we'll, we'll cover it in depth and over the hiatus. Yes. I know that's one of the ones we want to touch on, but I have thought since that scene that he did, because he is a good shot. Sorry, you don't go to a super special spy school and not learn to shoot a gun. That's not how it works. And it's not because Liz broke free. He, no, she, she broke, broke free, free after. after. After, yes. I've watched that scene, I would say, to be conservative, about 30 times. Oh, I've, I've watched it at least that many, <laughs> maybe yeah. more. So between the two of us, we've watched it 60 times. At least, yes. So trust us. <laughs> we know what's going on in that scene. Mm. Yeah, I, I think the analysis of that scene is, is going to be a, a very interesting episode. And jumping there, um, uh, should we go into parallels? Uh, uh, did, did, how about uh, Red, Kirk, and Katarina? Oh, we haven't touched on Red Kirk and Katarina. Oh my God, this is gonna be uh, fun. And and Liz and Kirk as well. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, there was there was a lot. Of, we're back to the animosity again with Liz, but Liz does animosity very well. That's that's kind of her go-to because I'm sorry if if a man keeps kidnapping me and putting my family in danger and trying to kill my husband and you know kidnapping me nonstop, I'm gonna be a little antagonistic as well. I mean, I don't blame her for that. I just, she kind of has that I am so done with you, would you please stop look on her face mm -hmm. <laughs> the entire episode. Um, but something that, that sticks out in my memory from it is at the end, It's to me it was a very real conversation. For, for just a moment, for just a sliver, when Kirk was talking to her, when he's about to let her go, and he goes... This is how you're, it's like it struck him. He goes, this is how you're going to remember me as this man dying and, and. Dangerous man yeah. dying, desperate. Says, and all I want you to remember me as the young father that held you in his arms. And like for just that moment, he was her dad because for many years he believed it. And I, I keep going back to with the show, with, with life, with the show, with everything. Blood does not make family. You earn that. I mean, yes, many people earn it, and our blood rela relatives as well, but you earn mm -hmm. that, and I think that there are probably moments in Kirk's life where he did, you know, that he really loved his little girl, and that was, you know, him looking at that picture yes. right before he told Odette that he, he wasn't ready to go, that, I mean, 
that reminded me a, a great deal of when Red thought she was dead, and that little that that picture yeah. of her as a little girl, you know, just holding that and like that. This is the image these two men keep of her. She's not an adult <laughs> with her own daughter and a husband at home. She's this little four-year-old child who is depending on them to save her from this deep dark world and for them it's each other or or some other darkness but th- this is kind of the, the mentality that these men go at it with she's this little innocent thing that they have to save and it's i do I, think I, that, that is on... that they have to save or that this little innocent girl is saving them i think for kirk when well, katarina for, for left that, i mean for that moment when he's telling her that that's what I'm saying. In the, in the yeah, oh, few okay. select moments for Kirk, when he's looking at her photo, when he's talking to her, I think in those moments for him, he's, he's bad he's, being the the good man. Yes, exactly. I think he's just very complicated, like everybody else in the show. I I think he's good and bad and everything in between. I think he's sick and that makes people desperate. When you're dying, you're desperate, and I I think that that complicates everything and i think his emotions he's not flattened out he's not he's not simple his emotions are all over the place because it's a complicated situation i think that he's also trying to climb to this belief that katarina really did love him and 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 i think that when that that goes back into red and kirk but Mm -hmm. that liz was a proof of it Luz, Liz was was that that girl that they both have created, and and it was because she loved him. And I think that for Kirk, his life went into darkness when they left. Well, I think it was last week's last week's podcast. I think I mentioned on it that to an extent, I think that Liz was proof that he won, that it was an ego thing. You know that that. If Liz was Red's, on some level, that made it so Katarina loved him more. But he was desperate to think that, that she loved him. And it was it was so interesting when Red was telling him, you know, you were either an assignment or cover. You understand that, right? And he's going, but she loved me. We still had a family. We still had a family. And... He was more willing to believe that lie than he was to. Unless it wasn't possible. a lie, and it might not have been. There's, there's it, no way to know until we meet Katerina. Really well, is. it's and also because it, because it was a lie for Katerina, it doesn't mean that it was a lie for him. There you go, and that's so true. And I, I think that, that people to tend Tom to and, Tom and Liz. You go back to Tom and Liz. You say like, just because it was a lie. Or you think it was a lie for Tom doesn't make it a lie for Tom. And what Liz felt was not a lie. And that we lies. find out that, yeah, we it was true for Tom as well. So we do not know until we find Katerina. Because I think the reality is going to be far more complicated than, than we think. Um, but I think that what really got read um, was when he started talking about how Katerina was a woman um, that lived, that was more alive than anybody else. And that brought me right back to when Red is talking to Sam. 
and they're talking about this woman who had this great legs and was thrilling in bed and and maybe she plays um, hockey, uh, field hockey in college. That to me was another conversation that had the same tinge, you know, less intense, less everything. But I wonder all the time if they were talking about Katerina. And I think now I am convinced they were talking about Katerina, that maybe Sam was another one of those uh, intelligence officers or diplomats targeted by Katerina. And the reason he took Liz. It was so interesting because for just a moment, Kirk and Red... They shared Katerina there, and it was it was interesting the way that they set that scene up in which when Kirk was at a loss for the word, Red knew it because he just knew her, and I thought it was very interesting that Kirk made the comment, he goes, you remember what she did, but not who she was, and I think that's a defense mechanism for Red to a great mm-hmm. degree. Because, like, going back, I think he did that with Tom quite a bit. He knew what he was, or he, he knew what he did, yes. not what he was. That is an excellent comment. And, Indeed. And he focused on that. No, this man is a spy. This man was an undercover agent. This man is, you know, a bad person. a criminal. Person. He doesn't change. Yeah, exactly. And And it was not until he was basically forced to start realizing who he was as a man and when Tom started figuring it out, because he'd spent so long under the masks and under the lies that he mm-hmm. had to take a while to figure it out. And I think that that's a defense mechanism that Red uses because, and, and kind of like going back, we've, we've discussed before how he referred to Agnes as the child, the child, the child. It puts a little bit of distance there, you know, in an intensely emotional situation. I mean, he knew he was chasing after his granddaughter, But was he going to be able to successfully save his granddaughter if he was chasing his granddaughter? Exactly. was he going to be able to save her if she was the child, if she was the goal at the end of the tunnel? Mm -hmm. And so that's what Red does. And if he's trying, you've theorized before, and I'm, (laughs) there are some theories that I am on board immediately. There are some that take me time, and then some that I just still have not jumped on. But you're... Your one about Red protecting Katarina, knowing Katarina's alive and protecting her, I'm now like 95% on board with. <laughs> you have pulled me. This episode did you wonders for pulling me over there. <laughs> oh, wait. I got I got more places, more dark places to, to pull. Wait until you believe that Carla is Katarina. Uh, you know what? I actually made a comment to the roomie. I was like, oh, my gosh. What if Tessa's right? What if that's actually Carla? <laughs> I'm never well, I mean, going to down. It is, it is. I mean, it, I just based that kind of, you know, among all the things is like if you wanted to disappear, you want to go as normal as possible. And if you remember one of the unleashing Tom King is like, do you ever disappear or you just become normal? Mm-hmm. And, you know, when I heard that thing that she was so alive, it just that thing came right back to me. So somebody who was so alive, how would they would disappear by becoming normal, by becoming every day? Yeah. A woman with a cheating husband who doesn't have a very exciting life and didn't seem particularly alive. But anyway, that then regardless, Red, I do I do think that Red knows that Katarina's alive at this it's point. Alive. And yeah. and I think that's what he told Kirk. I really do. Because I think that's the only thing that would make Kirk Keep him alive. I know where Katarina is. Let me go save your life, and you can see her again. 
you know, or, or, or something along those lines. You know, whether he does or not is up for grabs, but, but that would be the promise. And I think that would be the only thing, because I think that Red saw how much, I think Kirk loved her. You know, whether it was a healthy oh, love yes. or not, I mean, we can decide that. I think that it was it was it was okay until um well he thought that Red took her and and he may have thought Liz dead but until he saw Liz like a criminal it like that that for him was losing Katerina all over again because I think that deep in his in his mind he knows Katerina was just targeting him using him Independently of whether she really loved him or not, the reason she was with him was because it was a cover. Exactly. And he was wealthy and about her some invisibility or visibility, whatever she wanted at the moment. Yep. And so, and then we paint Kirk as a tragic figure. There we go. Yeah, I, I I must say I had to recant everything that I thought. Okay, well, he's a master criminal. He's manipulating this and that. And maybe he was the real Decembrist. No, it doesn't seem so. Yeah. It seems like he was a businessman. He was very wealthy. And he simply was providing a good cover for her. Which, well, at the time we were going off the idea that he was Liz's biological father and that her father was was uh, foreign intelligence, and mm-hmm. so that that's what we were going off of. So I mean, that was fair to go down that road. Um, but now that it's we what do you do? You make you make um, yeah. uh, theories, and then you <laughs> disavow them. Yep. You know, hey, it's not canon until it shows up on the television, and then it becomes canon. Mm-hmm. All right. Do we want to go into our parallels then? Let's go into parallels. All right. Um. So. Something that struck me, and I think we need to just add this to our collection. This may not be, I, I really don't want to call it a theme, like, but it's, it's a running parallel, it seems like. The shots that they take, the camera angles they take on the bench. Um, yes. when, when they showed the camera angle between Dembe and Red sitting there and waiting on the van, where they mm-hmm. shoot from behind and the van comes up, it's the exact same shot from the season two finale when Liz and Red are sitting on the bench waiting for the car to come and take them away. To, to go on the run. It's yes. the exact same shot with the van coming into interview like that. And I just, I sat there and watching it going, well, okay. <laughs> and we actually had a very similar shot when Liz is sitting at the, at the river uh, waiting for Tom. And he, because she asked him to tell him everything he knows about Reddington. And that is exact same shot. Very similar, not maybe and, not exactly. And a couple, same. couple different shots of of Liz and, and Red on benches. So I mean, like we've seen the bench. It just seems. I mean, and it may just be an easy place to shoot, but it's just, it's interesting when you see things repeated mm-hmm. again and again in in the blacklist. Take note. Yep. Because exactly. they may be wearing a plaid shirt. You just never know. <laughs> <laughs> well, he certainly was wearing a plaid um, vest, and he wears plaid vest a lot. He does. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, that's how I know that he's running some everything. He's running an operation, or he has Katerina somewhere. Well, there's something going on. It's not as 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 easy as it is. You know, Red, the the writers keep telling us Red doesn't lie. Red certainly stretches the truth. Well, um, it's that lying. <laughs> I get to it a lot. Don't rain on my parade. <laughs> 
you know, it's all in the words. I'm a writer, so you yep. become a wordsmith. It's I don't judge. Um, <laughs> so that's how we get along. <laughs> and then the whispering. That was a fabulous yes. thing. Okay, so I, I will eventually make a gift set of this, but. When he leaned forward, he pulls him forward like that. And I think it also was Anzo Garrick as well. I believe he pulled him forward like that as well. Yes. He had a had a thing of scissors stuck in his spine. Mm -hmm. But it also reminded me, because they're telling secrets like that, It I, all I could think of was season one finale, Tom leans in and whispers into her ear, your father's alive. This fall finale for season four, Liz's father is telling her, fake father something leaning into his ear whispering a secret and mm -hmm. i can't i mean we won't know until when they reveal and hopefully it's at the back half of the season i hope they don't make us wait until season five but of course I, th I think that he was whispering that katarina's alive i think so and, so and i such a beautiful parallel if it is and 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 if it does, and you we know that is true because the other things that he has said, like for when he stabbed Caligari, he said, you know, it's true. I'm the informant. Tell our friends in hell that it, I won't belong. Yeah. So it's another time when he whispered, mm -hmm. close in. So has he whispered to anybody else? Uh let's see, Garrick and and uh, Kirk now. I, he doesn't do a lot of whispering. Red's pretty and vocal. Caliguri. Yeah, yeah and Red's Caliguri. pretty vocal. <laughs> He'll tell you how he feels. Oh, and, and Garrick. So, yeah, it's, he's done it. You know? Some, yeah, it's, 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 uh, he only does it when he needs to. It's very dramatic effect there, but that's very Red. And so, um, you... Red you and had, Dim. Yeah, you had made the comment about Red and Dembe. Yeah, he has said goodbye to Dembe. In, um, when he's about to leave with uh with Liz in 222 then in uh for um in in this one and he's thinking also that in this time that this may be the last goodbye that he's not going to may not see and it was a beautiful scene honestly that has been one of the most beautiful scenes when he just asked for forgiveness and forgiveness about Kate and I think that in that moment we see that Ren indeed feels sad and sorry about well, Kate. I, I think it's very much like Tom at the end of season one when he told Liz that he thought his, her father was alive. It was, I'm about to die. What do I have to lose? What do I have to give you? And in that moment with Red, he thought he was about to, there was a very good chance he was about to walk into his death. And so mm -hmm. these things that have been weighing on him, it's, it like I said earlier, when you're when you're dying, you're desperate. And so he's looking at it when, for Tom, the thing weighing on him was, I've just hurt the only woman in my life I've ever loved. For Red, he's he's looking at his impending doom and going, these are the things weighing on my heart. And and basically, it's like walking into the confessional and talking to the priest, and mm -hmm. Demay was his priest. Yeah. And and he's only taking leave of Denver in a few times. He's taking leave in one ten after the Anslow Garrick attack. And I think because he needed to be sure that Denver was not involved. I think that at that moment he he suspected everyone. He wasn't ready to trust anyone. He says Denver has to wait. 
and he's just walking alone in New York City, and the only thing he wants to do is to wants to call Liz and hear her voice. His little girl. Yeah, and then in Cape May, when I think that eventually he called him and told him where he was, but uh, basically he went into an opium den and then left on his own without a gun. Um, and and I think that in a way he was ready to die. Oh, I think if death had come knocking on his door, he wouldn't have said no. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like, he wouldn't have done it himself because of the comments he made to Katarina, but... And what exactly would have been those people that would have been devastated if according... I mean, of course, we know that Red said that he has other vulnerabilities, so other people. So it, uh, who do you think those people are? I mean, just Dembe? Well, I, I think Kate? it would have... Dembe and Kate and, and people in his life like that. I mean, I... I... I think that he just saw it as you don't do this to the people around you. Maybe Jennifer. Maybe. Because the fact that we haven't seen Jennifer or we dropped her in there and then never mentioned it again doesn't mean that she's not important, doesn't exist, and Ren never sees her. Yep. And he, he made the comment in season two when he was talking to Berlin's daughter. He said you know, that he and his daughter were complicated. It was a complicated yeah. situation. Yep. All right. Well, I think that, uh, let's see, our, our question of the week. Are we ready to go to that? Yes, let's go there. All right. So the question of the week was, if you had your choice, what would you like to see in the back half of the season? So Dom over on uh, Facebook said, uh, lots more Keen Squared and Keen Cubed before the spinoff, which I gave a hearty thumbs up to because I desperately want that as well. I, I'm all with you, Dom. Well done. Okay. In uh, Chrism23 in Tumblr said, uh, if uh, Katerina, I really hope we dig digger deeper into the mom story and the potential of her being alive. The audience know that Red is the father. The puzzle is why he told her he wasn't and how that wasn't a lie and what that means in terms of Katerina. I really feel whatever he told Kirk, it had to do with her. It was impactful enough to make him let Red live and potentially accept the fate of death. Hoping we get into that. Okay, uh, Cindy over on Facebook said more background info. And uh, she specified, she said, I want to know more about Red's relationship with Katarina and also uh, what causes Red to become a criminal, which sounds fascinating. I would love more Red backstory. I feel like mm. we, you know, we complain all the time about we don't have wrestler backstory, we don't have a ROM backstory. We really don't have a lot of Red backstory. Now that she's you kind of stop and think about it. I mean, you do and you don't. You've got a lot of very murky questions. Mm. You gotta learn to speak red. Uh. Red speak is red speak is well, fundamental. I mean, I mean, like we do get little pieces here. You, I agree. You, oh, oh, I know you do, but I, I come at things from a writer's point of view, of which you know. <laughs> you want things, you know, like in in uh, in black and white. I, do. I don't think anything which is not is something I can get in this show. It's okay. I've come to that term. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Blacklister214 um, says, uh, Katarina and Red flashbacks. That relationship is so fascinating to me in its complexity. From what little information we've gotten, it seems so passionate and yet fraught with obstacles. A truly compelling love story. 
I have to agree with her. I agree. I ship it. I'm there. I ship it. Um, <laughs> I shipped it. Well, from Kate you know, May. <laughs> in my in my crazy story, in my crazy theory, yeah, that that would be awesome. So um, Deborah over on Facebook, this is our last Facebook one, says, I was hoping for a Red and Katarina flashback in the first half of the season, but never got it. So I'm wanting one. I'd be happy with more info on Katarina since I don't believe she's dead. I've got to say the whole mole in the FBI storyline doesn't turn me on. I'd like to find out more about why Liz the chosen one and why she's so important to Red's endgame. And I, I think the mole in the FBI thing will be a one episode thing. I think that was just, they, they can't show their, their hand for the back half yet. And so they're going, oh, look, this is our, this is our thing to get you to come mm. back after the, they gotta have a catchy thing to come back after the hiatus. Yeah. They can't just say, I, I, yeah. come find out all of our secrets eventually when we decide to tell you, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, that, and, and that, in that second half, I mean, you're basically just coming off of a huge thing. So now you're going to back off and you're going to go back to the status quo and, and like, and nothing has happened and you got to focus on other things. Yeah, and, and I also think, I also think there's a good possibility that that mole thing is a way of Hitchens to get, you know, wrestle out of the way. He keeps poking her. Oh, yeah. I think that she's, I mean, and that's every time she's he does that, move. every time he does that, I'm like, I love you, Ress. I understand where you're coming from. Honestly, I would probably do the same thing in your shoes, but stop it because you're tipping your hand and this woman is going to come after you. <laughs> yeah, she Don't can take it, it for a little bit, but she's dangerous. Yeah. And so I, I do wonder if uh, the first episode or two, because obviously we didn't get our, our segue into the spinoff, and I, I just got an alert sometime this evening, uh, a friend of mine over on Tumblr sent me a message right before we started on this saying that there's not a date, but that they're saying that in January, Redemption comes on. And so we have January 5th for the Blacklist to come back. We don't have a date for that, but... If, if January 5th, the blacklist comes back, and before the end of January, Redemption's supposed to launch, within the first couple episodes, they're going to have to segue for the spinoff. And so yeah. they're going to have to set that up. And granted, if Unless got, they don't. Well, Unless I, they don't. They're going to have to have something to send Why? off. They, they they may have just a conversation like, uh, you know, I'm, I decided to, to just simply, you know what, I've been thinking about what you said, and I'm just going to go in there and, and take the job. And there is not even like, oh, well, Tom is leaving. No, because he's not. He's just taking a job. Well, that's so true. We might, not, we might not get like a big thing. It might just be a simple conversation in which they even refer to a previous conversation about finding out about his roots. And I have a feeling that... They might do this not just about it's about you and what what you want to know, but I think that Tom and Liz are going to come to understand that and that they do have a family, and they should get to know this family they have, however small there is, and for their for their sakes because something happens to them, there is actually people who are their blood who could uh, take Agnes. And I think that they don't want Agnes to grow like them with no family. Yeah. No, I think I, that, I, that I it's thought... time to embrace. Yeah, and, and also possibly because Red made the comment about that um, that uh, Scotty was dangerous and had dangerous secrets. It could be, you know, this is what happened when we didn't know Kirk's secrets. We need to know what's going on with Scotty. 
Mm-hmm. You know, it, it could be like best case scenario. We, you know, Agnes gets a grandmother. Worst case scenario, we know what skeletons Scotty has in her closets and know how to fight them before they come. Because, I mean, at least with Bud, Tom knew what they were up against with his past. Now there's a whole set of questions that he's not aware of what the dangers mm-hmm. are. Yeah. Also, I, I thought about this. How about it if, if they simply do this? Uh, it's not even Liz, but Tom, that Red comes to Tom and says, listen, uh, I think that we need for you to go in there and get some and have and have somebody inside there because we're going to need it if we're going to keep Agnes safe. It might be as simple as that. I mean, we keep thinking it has to be with with Liz telling him because we've been some build up. But some many times they have just surprised us and gone in a completely different direction. And that's true. That's very true. But I mean, I I. <laughs> You like the other idea. I really that. like that other idea. I built myself up it's, to it so badly. <laughs> well, it, it's, you know, in character development, which is your, your forte, it makes total sense. There is, you know, they've been discovering and now finding out why, what happened to Tom and why it happened to Tom. And that little comment from last week where Tom said, you know, I... They, they basically that he he appreciated that Liz wanted to do that you know that she wants to find those answers that he didn't agree with what she was doing but I don't remember the exact phrasing off the top of my head but that, that he it wasn't appreciated but it was something along those lines you know and it, it was it was just an acknowledgement that she has always sought after that sort of thing and he hasn't but that he admires, that he admires her for it, and that, that he does. And I think that it's going to come to the point where they sit down and have that conversation. And, and when I say they need a segue off into to redemption, mm-hmm. it's possible that Scotty will show up and there will be a, a good segue episode. But it's also possible, just like you said, that they're just going to have a conversation and Tom's just going to take a job. You know, because it hasn't been very long since Scotty said that. He could just call her up and go, so what are the numbers? And get the numbers delivered and, oh my gosh, how can we say no? Yeah. Yeah, it might be be as simple as that. It might be even, like, referring to a conversation. Like, okay, uh, like uh, Red asked us, oh, where's Tom? And I said, oh, he decided to take the job um, to inquire about his... uh, and, you know, by the way, how did you find out? And that takes me to our last commenter, who a Karen Seja, who said, um, I wish the beginning of 4B, I wanted them to, ta- uh, to talk, to have an understanding and for Red to explain how he discovered that Tom is Christopher Hargrave. I need a Daddy Tom moment. She loves Daddy Tom. I love Karen. <laughs> I love yeah. Karen's love for Daddy Tom. <laughs> But I think it's an interesting thing because nobody has even questioned, like, how did you find that out? How I long have. have you known it? I, I've been writing an entire AU series on Tumblr about how Red knows that. <laughs> well, you're you're scary with your things because a lot of them come to be just like that. But um, it would be certainly interesting. I'm, I'm interested in that. I, you um, know, you, you say that. I have actually, not once, but twice... Um, had reviewers over on fanfiction.net ask me if I'm a witch. Not if I work for the show, not if I'm a writer on the show, not if I have some inside source. When I Just predict straight something. to the witch question. Like, that was their go-to. Two separate people asked me if I was a witch. And I'm going, 
what kind of vibe do I give off? <laughs> I think that tells you less about yourself and more about the people who ask that. I mean, the first thing would be like, are you like a writer on the show or do you have like, I don't know, are you the, the, the lover, the friend, the, 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 the yeah, sister of somebody in the show, right? Not are you a witch, but whatever. <laughs> but two you know, people. More power to you. Two people. <laughs> and I'm going to whip my little wand here. <laughs> and boom, I'm going to wiggle my nose and I'm going to know exactly what happens on next week's episode. Hey, if I could do that, I would... You would never see me spaz out on Tumblr. <laughs> Ever, because I would know what was coming. Yeah, well, I, I got to say, I'm I'm really happy with the way the episodes are not. And as every time that a, a half season uh, ends, I always say, we are happy. We like Tom King. We like the Keens. And we're happy because it is canon. It is. And now it is officially we can say in here, it's official that Red is Liz's father. Yep. Daddy Gate does not need to be called that anymore. It just needs to be called canon. Yeah. Well, and that, and then King 2, canon. And now it's King 3, canon. So we keep going. And when you have a crazy theory and it doesn't pan out, you just keep going. I mean, you are just... I mean, I can't even tell you a whole episode of the craziest things that I believed. And, of course, they haven't gone to pass, but I'm still here, still making crazy theories. Different ones, though. <laughs> like go of the ones that Canon uh, blatantly says they're not true. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, that wraps us up for our eighth episode of Keen Minds and our fall finale episode. We are actually going to be back same time, same place next week. We're going to have kind of a wrap-up episode for the the front half of the season. Uh, just going over the, you know, t basically tying up our loose ends with the character development and where we are now and all of our parallels and our scenes. Theories. Yes, exactly. Symbols, subjects, make sure that all our canon points are, like, we, we got them all covered. Exactly. And so we'll be back this time next week to do that. And keep a, keep a watchful eye out. We will not be going away during the hiatus. We may take a week or so off here and there for, for Thanksgiving and Christmas and such. But uh, we are planning to dive into some of the toughest fandom questions because apparently Tessa and I are masochists, and that's what we do. <laughs> and uh, we're I have my official card. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and uh, we're we're going to jump into things such as the uh, the season one finale where Tom had the gun to Liz's head and, and various and different the fight in the house. Yeah, the fight in the house. house. All those fun. Things that, that people love to love or love to hate. Exactly. And we're going to go in and dive into them. And we don't want to sugarcoat the, the crappy things that the Keens have done. Uh, probably the boat we'll go into. If you guys have any requests for those, if you have any scenes that you really want us to touch on and you, you don't understand or you don't understand where either King Squared fans come from on it or just, you know, people who like Tom King yeah. come from on it. That's fine. We're not judging you on on having those questions. We just want to share our thoughts with it, and we want to start that dialogue. So just yeah. let us know, and we're happy to share our thoughts and and get that dialogue going. It'll be a lot of fun, and it'll also I think it will be. It'll also help the uh, the hiatus move a little faster, hopefully. 
Yeah, and and you know you might be surprised because my my take, um, Takeda Psycho has the the take on on character development, and she's amazing about it. And I have a take on on um, on theory, which that, you're amazing at. Thank you. Uh, that that really is it. It it here we don't see eye to eye. We see in the same direction, but we don't see exactly the same thing. So these are going to be very interesting, and I, I I invite everybody to come and listen because I have a feeling they're going to be so much fun. Absolutely. It's going to be a blast. I mean, if we've got to have a hiatus, we might as well make it fun, folks. Exactly. So we will continue to see you or hear from you every week. Uh, catch us on Facebook, on Twitter, and Tumblr. We are uh, streaming on SoundCloud, iTunes, and YouTube. And feel free to leave us questions and comments. And like I said, if you have anything you want to specifically hear about, please let us know. And until next week. Until next week. Bye-bye.